Welcome to the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Jameson. Hey there. And Chris Wern. Oh, what's up? We just Whoa. watched episode... <laughs> yeah, bringing the energy. <laughs> we just watched episode seven of the Challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies. We saw Josh cry like five times in one episode, Fessy the robot cry, and Emmy win a hall brawl and then freak out. We're going to do Killed It or Send It Home, Jameson's Juicy Deets, and MVPs and Losers. But first, got some questions for you guys. What does Fessy going home mean for the rest of the guys, Warren? Well, it uh, means they all have a better chance. That's right off the bat. And probably a couple less headaches, maybe. I mean, Fessy does play a messy game and probably, you know, messes with some other people's games. I mean, I think he was kind of content with Esther as his partner, but you never know. I feel like he can just kind of like flip on a, you know, flip a switch and just decide Esther's not the person I want to work with anymore. I want to work with this person or, you know, he's, he's a little unpredictable. I think he, he's supposed to have this alliance. Clearly that alliance was now back together, but it doesn't matter for this season. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, but for all the other guys, I think CT is like licking his lips because I think that was his biggest competition in the game. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be pretty happy about it. So, I don't know. That's how I'm feeling. Jameson, what do you think? Licking his lips. He's licking his lips, guys. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Fessy, you know, is is kind of a – he's kind of a fake competitor in a lot of ways. You know, you think he's, he's all muscles. He's popcorn muscles. Uh, you know, you think he's going to be a lot better than he is. And, you know, we've seen that he always kind of fails in the end. But at the end of the day, he's huge competition. So, Corey, you know, CT, I mean, I guess you could say Nelson, but he'll he'll dumb his way out of this one somehow. Um, you know, like, they're all, they're all licking their lips too, you know. And so, I think they're all excited. I just – I think CT is just like – he's in the zone, man. Like, last season, he's just – now he's ripped. He's got the six-pack. CT's just vibing. He's got, you know, uh, Emmy now with the braces. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty sweet. She's she's a fighter, man. You can tell. She's ready to go. Like, her speech uh, right before she went in to elimination about her grandma and, like, Romania, like, I'm not fucking with Emmy. I'll tell you that right right now. Uh, braces or no braces. Um, so, yeah, I full circle there. Uh, I think everyone's pretty psyched, all the guys are at least. Yeah, I think CT was the favorite before tonight, and I think he still is, but his path just got easier. I think he was probably coming in in that kind of shape because we keep waiting for the inevitable showdown between the two of them in an elimination. Still not going to get it, but I feel like he was more prepared this year for it, and now he doesn't even have to worry about that. I don't know who he couldn't beat in like a wrestle over the stick at this point. Somebody might be able to beat him in a foot race, but – as far as like something really physical, I, I think he's the only one left that he has to really worry about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Corey and Nelson, I guess. I, I like I look at those two as like they're the next closest uh competitors to C T right now that I can Who's think the of tattoo like. guy? Who's the tattoo guy? New new dude. What's his name? Oh uh Emmanuel. Emmanuel. He he seems sneaky. He seems like he might, you know, come in and, and do some damage, but experience as you've seen with this show like you know adds up a lot right and i mean i could be wrong you know a wrong judge of character for emmanuel i think he can go far but i think if he went in the final i don't know if he has stamina he just doesn't strike me as someone who has stamina 
maybe it's because he has all these tattoos and he probably know. smokes cigarettes. That's my, you know, that's just my assumption. Right, like he just, yeah. he just seems like he's not going to have the lungs to like run eight miles in a day, you know, and do a bunch of other things. I, I think he's, he's like a guy with. that would be like, he'd go to like a rain wolf concert and like smoke a cigarette, you know, outside, like during intermission. You know? Hey man, rain wolf doesn't drink or smoke. So <laughs> bad boys don't do distance running, you know? No, no, the bad boys in your high school were any of them on the cross country team? I doubt it. There's like maybe one tattoo on the total team, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, a shoe with wings on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, Jameson, should CT really want Emmy as a partner? I mean, I kind of talked about it a little bit, you know, in the preamble here. I, I don't know if you should really want her, but when when I look around, I mean, I obviously, you know, how I feel about Tori. I think she's a great partner. Um, Nani sucks. Uh, you know, I'm 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 kind of scrambling to figure out who would be a better partner. I mean, obviously Amber, you know, she won recently. She would be a great, but there's I think CT likes the underdog. CT likes the the person you you least expect. He likes the fighter, the bulldog, and that's what she is, man. And, he appreciates that. I mean, I from a from a talent perspective, we don't really know what she has in her. We're talking about stamina. I, I don't think she has stamina, but she might. She, I feel like she has other gears we don't even know about. You know what I mean? And so I, I feel like he's happy about it um, because he knows that you know she's a fighter. And at the end of the day, that's all you know. CT wants, but um, I think you can have a better partner technically, but. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I, I don't know how far they'll go. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jameson. Uh, I think he does like these, uh, these underdog uh, partners who, who just are willing to, to put in the work or just willing to fight for it. Um, obviously, last season, he turned down Killicam, And then eventually, I think he, you know, that was kind of a moment for him. I think that he kind of like found a new way to enjoy the game, which is like, Maybe he likes being partnered with these rookie players or these these unsuspecting players. And it's like almost like CT challenging himself even more. You know, like he's got to do extra to beat everybody. He's like not even, you know, just winning isn't enough. He's got to win it with like someone who's he's got to like show the ropes to at the same time. But I do. I, I think he genuinely seems to like Emmy. So I think he's pretty happy about that. Um, and he seemed very displeased with. Uh, the actions that Berno was making. I mean, the way he was talking about her to Tori, it just sounded like, I don't know, like he was, you know, one of the, like the presidents like in his cabinet and was saying <laughs> that the president was like unfit for the job to like someone other, you know, some other member in the cabinet or something. It was just like really hush hush. I mean, it was just so funny to me how serious it sounded, but especially for... Jay you know, I was just gonna say I genuinely laughed out loud. Sorry, Chris. I just totally no, I mean, you were going, and then I so fucking going. Go. No, I mean it's just funny. Of like, he was talking about that when like I don't know if the show's really done a good job of like showing all the things that like Berna has been doing that is like detrimental to his game. So it just kind of felt a little random. So it made it even funnier. Of just like, what is he talking about? Like, but I'm sure there's things happening. It's just not making it into the episode because it doesn't feel big enough. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's really pumped to be with Emmy. Uh, they seem to have a, a some kind of connection already. I'm not worried about Emmy from a physical standpoint, but I feel like she is so passionate that if somebody had 
said that she stole somebody's pizza, all hell would break loose. And <laughs> it seems like someone that could easily be sent home. She oh, looks yeah, like short fuse. She looks like someone who would bite someone. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I like Emmy a lot, but she just looks like she would bite someone in a fight. Yeah. And at this whatever point, it took. CT doesn't want any part in that. Like, that fight that sent people home, did you even see him on screen? He was probably in bed sleeping. No, yeah, he was in bed. He was reading a book. <laughs> like, he's done with that, that life. He's not flipping tables anymore. I mean, he, I think part of it probably is he probably has figured out, like, this is what I got to do to win. If I want to win, I'm, you know, I'm going to the club and I'm having a few drinks, but I'm not eating that greasy-ass pizza. I'm going to bed. I'm not getting caught up in yeah. the trap. Like, I got to rest. I need, like, eight hours of sleep so I can perform tomorrow. Like, I think he knows what it takes from himself at this point. I mean. He's gotten the best of both worlds, and now he's getting a taste of the winning. And he's thinking about retirement, you know. Like, he's, like – figuring it all out he's got a mortgage like he doesn't give a fuck about pizza and yeah. you know Jesse and Josh he's he's been there I mean these fights that are happening on this show pale in comparison to how how, how crazy they used to be like years ago so then he's like this is him. nothing yeah well yeah exactly like when CD see this is the thing I think that why he likes Emmy is because that crazy look in her eye where she might fight like bite someone CT used to have that fucking look in his eye like 10 years ago when he was like really like roided up, he was crazy. He was fucking scary. So I think he just connects with her. Either way, hey, how about shout out to the Sriracha. The Sriracha contract made me giggle. It made me, it made me a little, a little happy. That was pretty, that was pretty cute. And she didn't hesitate at all. That's no problem for her. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, oh, isn't this blood? I'll do blood if you want to do blood. <laughs> Let's do killed it or send it home, Christopher Warren. Uh, you know, obviously we saw TJ come to the house, laid down the law. Uh, and, you know, it just made me think, like, how would you feel if TJ Lavin was your dad? Would you say kill it or send it home? <laughs> Jameson? <laughs> uh, I would totally kill it. Uh, or no, yeah, I would totally kill it. I, sometimes I get confused with killing or send it home. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, I would totally kill it. Uh, he'd be awesome. He'd be a lot of fun. Um, probably not very strict. I think, you know, I would grow up with some issues, probably. Some things where, you know, I don't realize the value of some things. But I think at the end of the day, I'd be a cool dude growing up with that as my, him as my dad. I'd probably know how to do some type of X game sport whether that's the motocross or little skateboarding or something. Um, and I feel like he would teach me how to pick up chicks. You know, he'd probably, you know, a lot of little moves that he would, you know, hand down to me. Probably wouldn't be able to fix a lot of things. Maybe not as handy. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I probably wouldn't be as into sports. I'm really getting to the details, but I, I, would, I would enjoy it. I, I, I would definitely kill it. I think that's a great kill that are sent at home. Um, TJ as your dad. Uh, yeah, I'll call him daddy. Danny? I'm going to say killed it as well. I mean, he, he seems like he would, uh, know when to be serious and lay down the line. Like we lay down the law, like we saw tonight, but also have a little fun. And I don't know about you guys, but my dad's never done a friggin' backflip on a BMX bike. My dad's never hosted <laughs> a TV show with explosions. So 
Wow. Do we know okay. if he has well, kids? I think he does, doesn't he? I think he does. Yeah, well, you know, he just he reminded me of like when your dad comes downstairs and you're having a sleepover and he's like, shut the fuck up. It's 3 a.m. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like totally that vibe when he came to the house. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm going to take the other stance on this. I'm going to say I'm going to send it home. TJ is awesome. However, when you're young, when you're really young, you think your dad's awesome no matter what. And don't get me wrong, TJ is pretty awesome. However, I would be afraid that in my like real like formative years, I would be like, man, my dad is so lame. Even though he is actually cool, I'd say he's lame. I'd end up playing like jazz flute or something like that, saxophone, <laughs> just pushing away. And I'd be like, dad, come on, you know? He just, I imagine like his kids that someday are just going to be like, ah, oh, like my dad, yeah, he was this BMX guy, hosted the challenge. Yeah, so what, you know? But uh, I don't know. I'm going to send it home. I like TJ as not my father because I find him more <laughs> inspiring in that way. I feel like if he was my father, I would kind of be like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to respect you till I'm like 30. So I'm going to send it home. That's the problem with every teen. Basically, you don't respect your parents between like 11 and 25, you know, even though they do yeah. everything for you and uh, only want the best for you. You treat right. them get in return. That's why I probably <laughs> want to kids. <laughs> Jameson uh, mine uh, also involves uh, TJ but a, sl a, a statement he made so like you said at the top Danny you know Josh man tonight was extra Josh I mean a lot of crying uh, really extra tears um, and then TJ came in and he said Josh you're embarrassing yourself um <laughs> And, like, I just, it was such an epic, you know, it was a diss, but killing or sending home, was this, at that moment, was that the lowest Josh has ever been on the challenge? And he's had a lot of low moments. Well, this, this moment felt like a, uh, like an intervention for Josh <laughs> to me. Like, that, all I, all I kept thinking was like, man, it makes this seem like Josh is on drugs and TJ's like, you got to get your shit together, man. Like <laughs> you're fucking snorting cocaine and in public restrooms and I'm, you know, whatever. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know, was it the lowest moment for Josh? I don't know. I think he can go pretty low and he does that to himself, you know, by getting all excited and just worked up. Man, I don't know. It's tough to have TJ like come to your face though and say that. I mean, like, it almost it almost felt like it was crossing the line a little bit, but at the same time, right. I feel like it was appropriate for that moment. So I, you know, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna like <laughs> I'm gonna send it home. I don't know. I'm gonna send it home. Was it Josh's lowest moment? I don't know. I think it could get lower, but yeah, I'm gonna send it home for now. I don't know. Maybe convince me otherwise, Danny. What do you think? I think for Josh personally, this was his lowest moment. I think he's, in general, a pretty shameless person, which is the problem. He has no self-awareness. Um, so I think getting called out like this in front of his peers by TJ, I mean, he immediately started crying when it, you know, like, I think it hit him like a ton of fucking bricks. And I don't think TJ gives 
cares too much about the different contestants. I think he likes some, maybe doesn't like others. I think he hates Josh. I think he's probably had to sit through a ton of his bitching and he was probably like, you know what? I'm going to lay this fucker out with a, with a verbal haymaker and he did it and it worked. I mean, he started crying again. Yeah, man. Uh, well, the, the, tonight's episode was really low for Josh. When he was calling everyone, they're his real life friends. They're my real life friends. I mean, I don't know if anyone has ever called their friends real life friends. Like, I, I understand the context. It's, you know, a TV show. But still, like, you can just say you're friends, you know. Um, I don't know. He, he really hit a low. I'm going to kill it. Uh, I think it was really low. Like, it got to the point where it was on a little uncomfortable and a little annoying. Most of the time when Josh is crying, I'm like, ha ha, Josh, you dummy. And tonight I was like, oh, maybe, does this guy have a problem with crying? <laughs> like, he, he, he's like, Corey called it out. I'm not trying to laugh at his expense. I mean, we've laughed at his expense for seasons on end. But at the same time, like, it just felt like TJ really owned him with that. Like, because it was, the best part about it was, was TJ was doing his classic thing. He was going to Fessy. He was going to the drink throw. And then he just looked at Josh and he's like, and Josh, you're just embarrassing yourself. And it was just like, it was like he spit on the ground and was like, get the fuck out of here with your shit. Like, speaking to TJ, the dad, man, it just like, he was so disappointed. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to kill it because it just was, it was love. <laughs> Uh, so during that TJ tirade, I love that we're all talking about this. He lets Esther stay. So in my mind, getting a drink thrown in your face is worse than getting your face mushed. Killed it. If you agree, send it home. If you think a mush is worse than getting a drink thrown in your face. This is. This has ethics written all over it, like ethics in college vibes. Mm. <laughs> Man. Uh, should I jump in? I, Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Start talking it out. I'm just going to start talking it out. Because, you know, I guess the rules, right, clearly must state you can't put your hands on, some, on another contestant in any kind of striking whatever motion. I'm sure there's, like, clear. And I'm sure that, you know, given what happened, like, the the – whatever kind of rules there are for throwing drinks must not be so clear. Um, Cause it happens all the time. So they must all the time. get away with it. Right. So like, yeah. Cause I was trying to think like, I remember this happened last season or two seasons ago, right? Like they went to a bar. I think Josh threw a drink surprise. Um, <laughs> like did, did TJ reprimand him for that? I don't think he did. Right. No, probably not. So yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, at the end of the day, like a drink thrown on you, maybe it ruins your shirt. You know, I don't know. There's no physical <laughs> harm there. I feel like once you put like your hand on someone else, you know, even if it's a face mush, there's like an intent of like physical harm. So I'm going to say whatever that supports. <laughs> I think is a face is a face mush worse than uh, a drink throw. Yes, I'm going to say killed it for that. <laughs> If that's how the question was posed. <laughs> yeah, I already lost track of like the logic of killer sent it home with this one. But I, I, I'm going to agree with Chris. Even though the face smush was very weak, 
it's still yeah. this intent with the hand. And I get the drink is still an intent to, you know, put shame or harm on someone with, you know, liquid. But, you know, the, the fingertips, uh, Fessy's, you know, faint fingertips hitting, you know, Josh's face is still slightly, I guess, worse. I mean, in the range of challenge moments of, you know, instigating a fight, we've seen spit, we've seen drinks, we've seen punches, we've seen, you know, furniture thrown. But obviously this is very low on that scale, but I still think just barely it's, it is worse. Killed it. Guys, you know, a drink in your face, depending on the drink, you could get sticky. It can be quite cold. Your shirt could be ruined. And then you can't really stay looking mad with a wet face from a drink. You just look like an idiot. You know, a mush, you know, you get over it. I think you want to say a mush is intent for something physical. If somebody throws a drink in my face, like I, you have to do something about that. You can't just like. Well, I guess the, the only proper response is a face mush after that. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's how it's elevated. <laughs> Time to get juicy. With Jameson's Juicy Deeds. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Uh, let's get juicy, you know? It's been a really busy week, and all I want is some juice on a Wednesday. Um, drinking juice on a Wednesday. Okay, I don't have good juice, though, so let's just enjoy the juice I do have. Uh, first up, Huey is in the news. He's apologizing. He's going to get canceled for sure. He's definitely not coming back, probably, after tweets surfaced of him being pretty, you know, racist uh, back in 2016. Doesn't matter when it happened, it happened. And the tweets are there to prove it. When does anybody, no one learns on these tweets, you know. Delete your tweets or think about it. Just delete your whole Twitter and start a new one. And, even, and when you're first posting it, just what is the fucking upside to <laughs> sharing your racist opinion on something? Like, what's the best that's going to happen? It's just, it's mind boggling. Um, but it, you know what, Danny does it. It's been happening for centuries. It never fails. Whether it's a tweet or on a scroll, someone's going to be racist. Um, and it sucks. Uh, lots of people are not going to the reunion, guys, because they're not vaccinated. And MTV is requiring people to be vaccinated for the reunion. And my man, Corey, I guess, is one of those people. Does that uh, like you? No, not really. But it makes me a little sad. I was hoping he had a, you know, I thought he had a better head on his shoulders there. Um, the others? Do you have a reason? Uh, I don't have any of the others, but I know that there's definitely a good amount. Um, it's just, yeah, they're not allowing anybody who's not vaccinated. And he hasn't, I didn't look in, into it deep with Corey why he's not vaccinated. But, you know, most most people who are unvaccinated have great reasoning. They got great fucking, you know, reasoning why they don't do it so anyway sorry we're killing half our audience um there's rumors of demi from bachelor in paradise uh might be on the next season of the challenge guys i know we both watch uh bachelor in paradise what do you think about that i don't need that uh she's definitely not a serious physical competitor in any way she just wants to be on tv she like one out of every 10 things she says is funny and that's not a good uh, ratio. I don't need her. It's Kyle, that's Kyle ratio right there. Yeah, I'm go with uh, a big, uh, yeah, she doesn't need to be on the show. Although the only positive I could think is like, if she 
tries to hook up with a bunch of dudes or something and like starts some kind of drama that way. Other than yeah. that, or I think she dates guys and girls, right? So who knows? Maybe she yeah, breaks up there's Donnie some, and Casey. There's some drama there. Uh, I do like the potential of some VIP people uh, kind of creeping into the challenge, but they got to be the right ones. I agree. I think she's – I liked her, like, initially when I – not this season, like, a long time ago. At the beginning, she was fun drama-wise, but then she really got annoying uh, and kind of sloppy. Um, and last but not least, Kyle had a kid this week. Uh, the kid had beautiful, he was a beautiful baby, eight, eight pounds, six ounces and 32 pearly whites. Um, really beautiful teeth came out, uh, fucking veneers. <laughs> and that's all my juicy deeds guys. Not a lot this week. I really dug and could only get so juice, so much juice. I actually thought those were pretty good. They were better. Oh, than okay. Nice. You know, every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. Next segment. <laughs> Who was your MVP of the episode, Chris Wern? Uh, it was pretty easy for me to pick this one this week. Um, I mean, I, I picked this person. I wrote down their name before they went into elimination even, or I should say after they got picked for elimination, it's Emmy. Um, I just, I don't know. I like Emmy for whatever reason i mean she takes things to like another level but it's entertaining for me and i feel like it's genuine like the whole her grandma telling her to she has to risk it if she wants to win or make it and then like she's basically talking about being born on the chopping block you know uh and then for her personally i mean like you know she seems to have the support of a lot of the like the vets on the show as well um you know, clearly they're doing this sriracha like ritual, this voodoo sriracha thing, and everybody's doing special voodoo fingers over the cutting board as she signs. And like, she's in with this like this group. Like, not a lot of rookies get that kind of like acceptance right away. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody's kind of cool in the house, but like, she's definitely like integrated into this group of vets. That's like a a pretty core group, I would say. Um, so I feel like she's kind of like ahead of everything, you know, and, and now she's with CT. She had her moment of beating Esther, which I thought, I really thought Esther was going to be tough and she, you know, pretty handily beat her. So uh, yeah, she got her moment kneeling in the sand and screaming up to the sky once again. Uh, so yeah, Emmy's my MVP this week. Jameson. Uh, make it two, man. Uh, I think Chris summed it up pretty nicely there. Uh, the, only, the only thing I'll add is the thing about Emmy that's just so nice is she's one of those rare people that you really feel like she's always herself. She's like genuinely herself no matter whether there's a camera there or there's not a camera there. And you can appreciate that. And sometimes, sometimes that happens and the person sucks. So you're like, oh, get this person out of my life. But with Emmy, you're like, okay, I'll take more of that. Like she's just – She's happy. She's crazy. She's uh, a blast. You know, she probably reminds, you know, Danny of his buddy scumbag Bob. And she reminds me of my, my buddy, uh, crazy Polly B, you know, they're themselves and whether that's good or bad, it doesn't matter. They're just uh, are living their life. So I, I'm all in on Emmy. She got the MVP. She won. She killed it. Chris summed it up. That's all I need to say. Yeah, the let's make it three. Um, she stated her mission in the beginning. I want CT as a partner. 
she made it happen. That that's the definition of winning, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it says in the, the books. <laughs> <laughs> and now the loser, Chris Warren. Uh, so there was a couple, but one just rises above the rest. And uh, I don't think it'll be a surprise. It's Josh. Um, there's just, I, I just, you know, there was so many moments of like, you know, I, I think Jameson, you hit on a couple earlier with like, they're my real best friends and like all the crying and just being called out by TJ. I mean, like even the point where they showed him still fighting with Fessy, like in the beginning of the episode, just yelling like, like you won't make it to a final again and you're going home, you're going home. I was like, how ironic is that? I mean, like, dude, you haven't even made it to a final yet. Like, who are you to even say that kind of thing to anybody? Like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like sad. He was chanting it in that like nana nana poo poo way, and it was. Oh, yeah. And then and then to like you know the next day like after doing all that he's like, Fessy comes to see him and he just bursts into tears and he sounds like his cry talking sounds like freaking Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Dude, I don't know. Chewbacca joke, nice. Yeah, I, that, I was just, I don't know. It was just a mess. He's all over the place. I thought he was getting better this, uh, you know, this season, but he really does need to rein it in. TJ speaks the truth. He's my loser today. <laughs> totally, dude. Uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a sweep. I can feel it. Uh, I, it's been a while since we had Josh as a loser, and it just feels right. It just feels, you know, right tonight to bring him back into the loser's circle. Um, and he definitely was. I mean, he just – and what is, what is there else to say about this guy? It's really – what I want to know is, does Fessy and everyone else in this house – like, are they just annoyed? Are they annoyed like us? Like, it's constant. It's every season. It's every week he's crying about something. And like you said, Danny, I, I, it drives me crazy how – one minute he's like, oh, you go send him home, send him home. Everyone else agree with me. And then the next fucking minute he's like, You're like my family. You're my family. I, I think about you just as much as I think about me. Like it's just it's exhausting. It's ridiculous. And he's such a baby. Um, it's I don't know, loser, dude. Just straight up loser. Exhausting is the perfect word for Josh. It's just like it just never ends. It's always something. The crying was so overdone. As Wern said, like, he was downright, like, inconsolable. I haven't seen a grown man cry that way in a very long time, and he did it five times in this episode alone. And he's all upset that he went home. Like, it's your own fault. If you have a face like Josh's and you put it that close to somebody else, they have no choice but to mush it. You have to mush a face like Josh's. It's a horrible face. It got too close. He had to mush it, and now he's going home, and he's acting like, no, you, you, can't, you can't send him home. He's my brother. It's like, well, then maybe you shouldn't have gotten into a fight with him over pizza. You know, like, just stick to your pool game. But you know why he came over? Not because he gave a shit, because he knew it was TV time. That's all he cares about. Oh, 100%. Look how much he gets us worked up, you know? He's a crybaby. What is going on? <laughs> what gives him the right, you know? <laughs> uh, he he truly embarrassed himself, as TJ said tonight. And uh, 
He's got to get it together. It's not entertaining anymore, you know? No, it's sad, too, because it, it was entertaining for a good, solid four seasons. But now it's kind of teetering on uncomfortable. Too much. <laughs> He's gone over the edge. Until next week, that's it from the Tribunal. Don't be a layup. Don't be a quitter. You guys killed it. This is for Emmy's grandma. This is for Romania. (laughs) (laughs) What an ending. This one was fun. This is a fun one. Hey, if you're listening, glad you did. Listen to more. (laughs) Oh, man.